What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Alex Taub, who is the co-founder of Upstream. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm looking forward to learning more about Upstream. For people that haven't heard of, of your company, I haven't heard of you yet, can you kind of share what you're working on? Yeah, so we're sort of building... Uh right now, like sort of the best professional groups product possible. So it's like, what would LinkedIn groups look like if it started today on your phone? And that's just the sort of starting point. You know, anyone who's building a new professional community isn't doing it on LinkedIn groups. They're doing it on Slack. They're doing it on WhatsApp. They're doing it on Telegram. And, you know, those places, those products are great. I use all of them probably hourly. Um, they're just not really meant for community and uh, especially not professional community. So, you know, they're, they're sort of these like scotch taped, uh, duct tape things, uh, you know, put together. And uh, we're trying to build like what a professional group's product would look like uh, if it started today on your phone. And a big component, uh, you know, early on is um, events. So we think a really good group's product has a really strong events component to it. And um, especially it's been very popular during sort of a... Uh, you know, COVID and, and sort of the, this new age world where we do these like 20 minute social events where you get matched up with four people for five minutes each. And uh, it's probably the closest thing to serendipity in this, in this crazy new world. So kind of walk me through a little bit of if I, you know, if I got onto the app, um, got onto the product, you just gave us, you know, a really good idea of some of the, you know, what we can do on it ultimately, but can you kind of walk me through the experience from, you know, I hear about upstream on this podcast, you know, and then I, I download it or I go onto the beta, um, mm -hmm. walk me through kind of the user experience. And then, um, just what someone might be able to, what someone might could have expect, you know, if they, if they kind of get onto the app. Yeah, sure. Um, so now we're in the app store, we're in iOS app store, or the Google play store. So the experience would be you go and you download the app. Uh, I mean, you know, early on, it was mostly you got invited to a community or you got invited to an event. But now you can also download the app from the app store and then you can go and when you join, you see uh, a discover sort of uh, communities uh, experience. So you, you can discover different communities, you can discover different events, and then you can basically go and request access to join those communities or join those events. And uh, almost all of the events and communities on Upstream now are, are gated. And what that means is you, you can request access to join, but someone has to approve you into that community. So I run one or two communities. I run uh, one called the Upstream Early Birds, which is the original beta testers group. I run a business development community and I started a Miami tech community. And because um, I just recently moved here. And uh, 
you know, when someone comes in, they basically onboard with their first name, their last name, their location, their company, their title, and their avatar. And we try to do things to make that very fast and very quick in, the, in a good experience. We sort of try to mimic what it would look like if you put like a name tag on and you went to an event. And, um, and, then, you, and then you request access to join a community. And uh, that doesn't necessarily mean, I, I don't control all the communities. We have, you know, 80 plus communities now. So it's, it's um, you know, the idea is you should b belong in that community. So there's some communities that are functional. There's some communities that are uh, location-based. There's some communities that are industry-based. Um, you know, if you're not in that industry, that's okay. But then when you, when you submit to join the community, you should just write, hey, I'm very interested in this community and I'd like to join. Um, and, uh, and then once you get in, uh, you'll be able to sort of see the events coming up in the community as well as uh, the different, something we call professional asks, which are like, uh, I'm looking for a part-time CFO or I'm looking for an introduction to this company. And um, that is uh, right now the type of posts you can actually post on Upstream is uh, what we call professional asks. So those are the two main, main things we have right now. Sounds fantastic. I think it's very timely too. Um, I think there's, there's a lot of opportunity in, in this space, which kind of leads me to my next question. You know, why'd you decide to to start upstream? Or I guess in other words, you know, what's the origin story here? You know, tell me about like the, the, the reason that you got started with this. Yeah. So um, the team, we're a team of four. We're about to be five in, in about a week. Uh, actually next Monday, we, we're our fifth employees joining. Um, we Four of us have worked together for four plus years. We had a different business before called Social Rank. It was a social media analytics company. We ended up selling it last year, but we just sold the company and the product. Uh, we didn't sell, uh, like the team uh, stayed intact. And um, we had been thinking through different ideas. We only had one rule. One rule was don't build on top of a third-party API ever again. So don't build on top of Facebook. Don't build on top of Twitter. Don't, you know, God forbid you build on top of Instagram. And, uh, you know, we had a really bad experience at Social Rank, basically building on top of these other platforms and then getting the rug pulled out under us. And uh, the problem is if you build on top of somebody else, um, either you get too big and they want to crush you and they'll want to do what you do, or you don't get big enough and they just sort of like um, make decisions that affect you when you, have no, when you have no say. So you just can't control your own destiny if you build on top of, if you're you know, deathly or lethally um, dependent on someone else. So we decided whatever we do, we needed to build, you know, own the whole thing all the way through. And, you know, now 2020, looking back, not the year 2020, but like, you know, uh, uh, 2020 vision, um, this was, uh, you know, this is, I've been working my whole life towards, you know, building this, this business. Um, you know, anyone who knows me knows it's, we sort of productize me to some degree. Um, this is very, this is the founder market fit is really, uh, really strong. And, um, yeah, you know, we just, uh, we had been thinking about professional networks and we've been thinking about what's working, what's not, and, and, uh, the opportunity and stuff like that. And this sort of was the obvious, uh, first move into the space for us. I appreciate you sharing that. I feel like with the type of product that you're building, I can't imagine that you're just building this and there's no feature request. I'm sure you're getting pulled, oh, build this, or like, oh, can you do this, do this, because you're building like a very exciting product in a space that needs innovation. I'm kind of curious, how do you um, 
kind of think about what to build and um, how to kind of handle different people pulling you in different directions. You know, this is a product that you can probably go in 50 different directions if you wanted to. Um, so how do you know what direction to go in as you kind of build out more, more features and more product, you know, as, as you build it up? Yeah. I mean, people ask for stuff all the time. Um, and sometimes it's a good idea. Sometimes it's not. And uh, sometimes it's, you know, with uh, the direction, you know, sometimes it's the direction that we um, were already going. And sometimes it's the, you know, it, it's a conflicting direction. And the idea is you should have an idea of where you want to go with things. You know, I, I think uh, a lot of people say like, oh, you should talk to customers, talk to customers. There are some industries where it makes sense to talk to customers for sure um, or users or whatever. But I think for this one, a lot of our users give us great ideas. A lot of our users tell us what they want. Um, but we'll never build something that just one person wants. We're not a dev shop. We're not doing that. You know, we're, we're building what we think, uh, you know, the masses want. So we have a general direction of where we want to go. And then as we go on that, you know, at the direction, someone will be like, hey, have you ever thought of this? You know, you already built some of that and it wouldn't be so hard. And we're like, oh, that's actually a great idea. Let's go and, and do that. So um, we know the next like two years of our roadmap, which, you know, uh, might not be what everyone's expecting us to do. But, um, you know, we're excited about it. We feel like we have something, um, you know, really special right now with the initial product. And it's hard, it's hard to not listen every day to just your, your users. But I think that you need to sort of give it a little bit of a balance, um, you know, and, uh, and be, you know, I always tell people, like, listen to everybody and nobody at the same time. So it's like, you know, listen to, um, you know, it's basically like, you know, listen to what everyone has to say, but then make your own decisions. I like that. Um, I, some, something I kind of subscribe to a little bit is like, I think it's like a Keith Raboyism, but it's like, you know, just kind of, you have it the way you think the world should work and you just like build towards that direction. And like either the, what the world converges on, on you know, what, what that is or not. Um, which yeah. I think is kind of interesting. That's kind of like what you're talking about. Um, well, speaking of which, you know, if you, you know, as you build this out, as you grow your team, as more people use this, um, I'd love to hear, what do you think of stream looks like, you know, in five, 10 years, I guess, in other words, what's your big vision and what direction are you rowing in every day? Yeah. So a lot of people think like right now with the product we have that we're trying to build like this, um, this virtual events product, like, uh, you know, virtual event or stuff like that. And that couldn't be farther from the truth of where we want to go, um, we just think that a really good groups product has a really strong events component and we don't want anyone else to own it. You know, we want to own the whole thing all the way through. We don't want to build on top of a zoom. We don't want to do that. We want, we want to have owned the whole thing sort of, you know, from nuts to bolts. So um, the way we see it is there's um, three pieces that LinkedIn doesn't do so well or three parts of LinkedIn that they don't do so well. One is the group's product where we're already playing in already. Uh, the second is their API platform. They shut it down a few years ago. And the main reason they shut it down was, you know, their, their value prop was their data and they were letting people siphon off the data. So that's not a really good business model. Um, so they shut down all the APIs and they just made people do like, you know, deals with them. Um, you know, so I understand why they did that, but also that leads to massive opportunity to build a platform. For, uh, for, for developers uh, on top of a professional network. And then the third is um, sort of you know, strength of relationship. So the holy grail for professional networking is probably who you know and how well you know them. 
And right now, LinkedIn just knows really who you know. They don't know how well you know them. I think there's a few ways to go about it. Um, still early on in terms of my, my thought process around it, but uh, that's going to be a big one. When we get there, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to build some cool stuff around that. And um, I think we'll be, uh, people will be pretty excited to, to be able to, you know, I think just like, you know, LinkedIn has a monopoly uh, on professional social, but, um, you know, one can make a pretty compelling argument that they're not really professional social. They're more like professional, like post-social, like you met someone somewhere and then you connect on LinkedIn. They're, you know, for the most part, you're not meeting people on LinkedIn, um, or at least that's not how most people use it in the right way. Meaning I'm sure people, I mean, I, I get a lot of emails. I'm sure you do too. It's, you know, but that feels more spammy. It doesn't feel like a really like social place to be. Um, so anyway, I just think that there's a lot of opportunity there and that's more of the direction we're going than, than trying to build like the next, uh, you know, the virtual event, right. Or the going to the conference space. It's interesting. It's just not, and it's a big business. It's just not where we're, uh, attacking things. So. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that about LinkedIn. Cause yesterday I logged in probably for the first time in maybe like a week hasn't been that long, but I have like, I don't know, maybe a hundred requests. Um, of people that that want to mm -hmm. connect with me and I comb through them and I, and I accept like the seven that I know the people that I actually know yeah. and I just reject exactly. all the others I don't know who any of these people are which is yeah it's a, a total opportunity to, to, to make something better um, my question for you though now you know to make that happen like this is not an easy task right it'll take some time some capital some and some help so my question for, for you is how can the forward-thinking founders community help you kind of make this happen? Are you hiring team members? Are you looking for investors? Are you looking for users or customers? How can we assist? Yeah, no, that's great. Um, right now we are hiring a few roles. Um, the main roles we'll be hiring for are probably one or two engineers. Um, I'm looking for like a really like amazing sort of like young person who really understands um, analytics and I don't want to say marketing because it's not really a marketing role, but really analytics and, and like uh, understands how to like, okay, well, Oh, I see people dropping off here and this is what we need to do to fix it. Like I, we need someone who like lives in, in the analytics. Um, and then also maybe at one or two community people. So yeah, right now we're, we're going to be hiring all those roles for the beginning of the year, um, beginning of January. So obviously if you know anyone, we'd love to talk to them. Um, in terms of other things, I mean, right now, look, you know, just jo join, uh, check it out, invite your friends if you like it. Um, you know, we see that that when someone comes and they, um, I think it's like three out of every four people who come to uh, an event come to a second one because they're super fun. They're like 20, 30 minutes. It's the best use of 20, 30 minutes of your time right now. Uh, usually there's a guest speaker who's really interesting. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then there's like a little like uh, matchmaking. Um, and it's just super fun. It's just like really enjoyable. This week we have like interesting people like tomorrow. Um, there's uh, Anna Khan. She's a general partner at um, CRV. She's a guest speaker. On Wednesday we have in the business development community, um, David Rosenberg, who's the director of strategy for Snap and Bitmoji. We have in the sports business community, we have Pablo Torre, who's the host of ESPN Daily. Um, I believe we have on Friday, Lindsay Kaplan, the co-founder of Chief. Um, we have Anthony Hoff from TechCrunch on Friday also. Uh, on Thursday, we have Jim Scheinman, who's the uh, investor at Maven Ventures, who's the first check into Zoom, came up with the name Zoom. 
So just like really interesting people. And like, you know, you're besides for hearing from them, you're also going to have like a chance to match with them. So like you get five minutes of Anthony Haas time and you have your startup, like, you know, that's amazing. Uh, five minutes of Pablo Torres time. That's also amazing. Like, you know, he's a, he's a pretty big dude on the internet um, and, and in the sports world. So anyway, it's, it's just super fun. I think it's just really interesting communities. And um, I think, you know, people should join and yeah, I think they'd enjoy it. And then if someone's hearing what you're saying, they're, they're super interested either on the hiring front. So they might want to work with you or they just want to join the, join the platform and jo join the community. How, how can they do that? What, where can they find you online? What's the website? Yeah. Where can they search on the app store, social media? Uh, can they, they can go that? to up, upstreamapp.com and they can find the iOS and Android links there. And then I'm on Twitter, AJT on Twitter. Um, it's just my initials. And uh, just uh, my DMs are open. So you could always just DM me. I, I try to check the uh, DMs from not the people I follow uh, daily. So um, I, it's not, it shouldn't fall through the cracks. Um, as long as it's like a legitimate thing, I, I usually respond. So um, yeah, those are the best places to get me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate yeah. it. Of course, man.